Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks. Here I am with Pastor Tony Miller. So we we actually gave leave. We gave leave of duty to Stephanie for today's podcast. She had to run and do some family stuff, but we're greatly honored to have Pastor with us, Pastor Miller. He's one of your favorites. After Stephanie, I think he's your favorite. I think, let me just put this into perspective. I think I could go away completely and uh, give the podcast machine to Pastor Miller, and he could sit at his house and talk to Stephanie from Indiana, and you guys would be even happier, maybe. Right? I, s- I seriously doubt that, brother. You do a great job uh, but, emceeing. But, but praise yeah. the Lord. It's uh, We're honored to be back with you folks, and we're honored to come across your radios and and uh, your different devices. And, you know, as we've been going through the book of Psalms and as we've been looking at things, and uh, a couple things have come to my mind over and over again is the book of Psalms, I think God has been using it and illuminating things to me that I haven't seen in myself. And a lot of that has been things like compassion, commitment, uh, praising, uh, standing up. I mean, these are things that have been grabbing my attention that's not really where they need to be in my life. Uh, I mean, they may all be there a little bit, uh, but, you know, receiving from that last podcast, doing those different things, uh, these are all things that I think... um, that, that God is working on in my life. And we'd love for to hear from you how God is helping you. Send us a line. We we got a letter from Joseph. And Joseph, I wanted to just come and talk to you. And his letter is only a few words, so I got it memorized. But Joseph came to us from Europe. And, and one of the things Joseph said about the podcast was this, I need help. Thank you for being part of that. And so, Joseph, uh-huh. we just want to say, and I know I put that out on Facebook somewhere, uh, but this is what I want to say, Joseph, about those words, we all need help. And we're glad God is using us, but God is your ultimate help. And thank you for listening to us. And uh, thank you so much. And and uh, keep the keep the things going over there in Europe, my dear brother. I saw you're from a country uh, that I uh, uh, I've traveled to a few times in my life, Romania. And uh, I'll tell you, thank God for you. And uh, so here we go. We we start off always with the knuckleheaded moment. You might be a knucklehead if, and I think it's kind of my turn. So you might be a knucklehead if, and this is one thing I want to say, is if you brag, if you're a Christian and you brag all the time, mm-hmm. like if everything you say is a brag, you know, something that God has given you, but it's like, oh, my wife is this great. My, it's okay to say your wife's great. I don't mean that's bragging. But when you add that to every single time you talk and you add 100 things to it, you might be a knucklehead. Mm. I think bragging, I can think bragging can be problematic. Yes, yeah, I, I really do. I think it can be problematic. And uh, uh, so that's, that's all I wanted to say. And uh, and I've got the book of today. And then we'll go back to Pastor Miller on another book tomorrow. But I, I've got this little book I just picked up at a church a few weeks ago. So there's, a, there's an author. Uh, he wrote a book entitled Off Script. And uh, he's a pastor up in Connecticut. And I'm sitting here trying to think of his name. But the book he wrote is entitled Off Script. He got cancer. Uh, was working at a Bible college and how God healed his cancer. He went through the chemo and those types of things. And um, But if you get a chance, order that book entitled Off Script. 
And it's basically a biography of what he went through having cancer. So that's a book that's right with God. It's entitled Off Script. You might be a knucklehead if you just brag all the time. If you're all about bragging, unless it's bragging on God, then it's okay. And, uh, yeah. and, and, and let me say something else. This is something I learned this week, and we're going to talk to Pastor about There's a lot of things we're going to talk to Pastor about um, on the next podcast. But uh, So there's this one brother, uh, Pastor, and, and a lot of us under, see him on CNN, all those things, but he's never extolling Christ. He's a, he's a preacher. You know, uh, Some people call those guys media tramps. You know, he'll put a sign up in front of his church if you don't wear a mask, if you're not... If you're wearing a mask, don't bother coming in our church. We got faith here. You know, he's always constantly doing something to get on CNN or to make people mad. Uh, you know, Joe Biden's a Satanist. You know, those are among the things he does. And uh, I, I know sometimes, folks, that these types of things take away from the spirit and things of that nature and what we have going in life. And I think that the important thing to do is when we communicate and when we have that opportunity, I watched Franklin Graham the other night on the news and I got a push that he was going to be on CNN. So I literally turned it on and Franklin Graham started his conversation. He was on there with a guy who hated God, obviously just, you could tell. And not that everybody hates God on there, but this particular guy you could tell was trying to wind up Franklin, you know? Mm -hmm. And he asked the question of Franklin and I remember the opposite of that and how we minister to people and what we had talked about earlier in the podcast as Franklin said, well, thank you so much, sir, for having me on this show. And, and uh, I consider this a great honor. He said, some of the great honors in my life. He said, the greatest one is where God showed me that I was a sinner. He showed me it because of that yeah. sin. And then he went to his second question, and he said, uh, but then when, when Christ showed me that he took away that sin, my dear friend, that changed my life. So yeah. as we're talking about this issue you're talking about, you say, why? Why? Because God changed my life. Yeah. And then he went on. And, and so, folks, fit that into your bragging life. Make that your bragging. Make that your, you know, make exactly. that about what you're about. That's where I'm trying to go with this. You know what? Sharing the gospel with people is bragging on God. That's what it's all about. Good news. This is what God did. Yes. You know, you hear a lot of bad news out on the radio, television, but we are good news people. That's it. That's it. So share the good news. And, uh, and Brag on God big. And it's still as relevant today as it was when the Lord left us on that holy hill and came back and sits at the right hand of the Father. Well, yeah. th think of, we were in Psalm 135. Oh, yeah. And we uh, looked at that third verse, praise the Lord, for the Lord is good. And then he comes down later in the passage in verse 5, for I know that the Lord is great. Mm. So we've got the Lord is good. Now we've got the Lord is great. And then we come down later on in that Psalm and Psalm verse 15, it says the idols of the heathen are silver and gold, the works of men's hand. And what is that comparing to? It's comparing to God that is great and good and he meets our needs. He helps the helpless. And so God is good. God is great. And the Lord is God only, the only God. These idols that they were worshiping couldn't breathe, couldn't see, couldn't hear, couldn't do anything. But God is uniquely God. So he's God only. And that's where, you know, only God, God only is who we should have in our life. I'm going to read this real quick so we can set Pastor yeah. Miller loose because I like this thought. And so we're starting on verse number 13 in Psalm number 135. Thy name, O Lord, endureth forever. Thy memorial, O Lord, throughout all generations. For the Lord will judge his people. He will repent himself concerning his servants. 
The idols of the heathen are silver and gold and the work of man's hands. They have mouths, but they speak not. Eyes have they, but they see not. They have ears, but they hear not. Neither is there any breath in their mouths. They that make them are like unto them. So is every one that trusteth in him. Bless the Lord, O house of Israel. Bless the Lord, O house of Aaron. Bless the Lord, O house of Levi. Ye that fear the Lord, bless the Lord. Bless the Lord out of Zion, which dwelleth at Jerusalem. Praise ye the Lord. So pastor, having that, we're blessing, we're praising, we're talking about tribes, we're talking about all kinds of things. Make sense of us with this. Make sense yeah, of us. Yeah, really what is he's doing, he's comparing uh, himself, that is God is in this passage inspiring uh, the psalmist to compare these idols, these false gods, man-made things, to himself. And it just brings out the fact that God's name endures forever and his memorial. So his name and his fame are forever and throughout all generations. But the Lord will judge his people. He will repent himself concerning his servants. Uh, and that idea is he will, at times, says, I'm going to chasten them, but he's a long-suffering God. And that repent means that he has a change of mind about how severely he's going to have to deal with his people. God only gets as strong with us as he needs to. Amen for that. Okay, and we, he doesn't give us what we deserve. Uh, and certainly at times when we need to be chastened as sons to be corrected, whom the Lord loves, he chastens. But many times he's like us dads. We thought, well, I'm going to really give him a spanking that he's not going to forget. And then we kind of let up because... We don't want to hurt him unnecessarily. And I think that's really what he's saying here. But then he's saying, these idols you guys have been attracted to, they can't do anything. They can't even hear you. They can't see you. They're just wood, dead wood, silver, gold, uh, made by man. And then he comes on and he says, but we ought to bless God. And that word blessing God really is referring to recognizing the source of all of our blessings. You know, when we thank God and praise him, what we're doing and we're saying, God, you are the source. Yeah. You talked about bragging and people as a knucklehead that brags. Yeah. They're saying, I am the reason. I'm the source of all of these good things in me. But when we bless God, we're saying, God, we're bragging on you. You're the source of every good thing. Every good and perfect gift comes down from above. Yeah. As James says, from the Father of light in whom is no variableness. He just doesn't change. He keeps giving us blessing after blessing after blessing. So he's saying, all of you people, whether you're a priest, whether you're an Israelite, or if you live in Jerusalem, you ought to be blessing God. Yeah. You know, Spurgeon put it this way. He said, what we win with prayer, we ought to wear with praise. Amen. I like that. Yeah. And we've asked God to bless, and then he blesses. Well, we better bless him back and wear it with praise. Praising God, not bragging on, oh, I deserve all these things. And I, I, I should have all these things. Oh, no, I don't deserve any of them, but I want to just brag on my good God. So what we... 
<clears throat> what we win with prayer, we should praise. We should wear with praise. Wear, yeah, wear. That's okay. what Spurgeon said. I like that. And I like that. Spurgeon was a man that was known for his preaching, but he was a man that emphasized prayer highly. In fact, the tabernacle over there would seat several thousand, and it'd be <clears throat> packed. Hmm. Sunday morning, Sunday evening, it would be packed maybe 5,000 people. Wow. And he'd preach to them. But one time there was a group came to the tabernacle and wanted a tour of the building. And he, he was going through the building, this is what this and this. Then he came to a door and he says, I want to show you our heating apparatus. And they thought, going to take us into the furnace room? And he opened up the door and here are 300 people on their knees crying out to God for wow. blessing upon the ministry there. And he said, this is why we have the kind of ministry wow. we have is these people praying are calling down God's blessing. And then they're, of course, thanking God for the blessings he's given them. Wow. Boy, that's great. That's great. And uh, I think that, uh, I think there's been times in my life where I'm missing Wearing the praise. Oh, all of us. Yeah. And, and you know that, that old hymn comes to mind, brother. Count your blessings, name them one by one. So I, <clears throat> so I had a brother. And it will surprise you what the Lord has done. It will, yeah. <laughs> I had a brother that he writes me to this day. He writes me and he'll say, Brother Doug, uh, do you have any prayer requests? And I mean, it happens. He's, he's a fellow up in uh, Virginia. And I'll, I'll say, sure. And I'll, you know, and I, I write down the prayer requests. And this has been going on, brother, since I met this fella, you know, going back to 2004. Yeah. 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 So a couple of years ago, he had us over his house for supper. And so we go over his house. We're sitting down for supper. And he says, hey, when we get done with supper, can I have a few minutes of your time? I need you to wrap up some stuff for me. I said, yeah. So I go back in his room. And, brother, he has a memo, a green memo book, about 200 pages. In the front of it says, Doug. Oh, wow. And you could see where he highlighted and check off uh, the prayers he had made that had been answered. And he went about 25 or 30 pages, and he said, whatever happened with this prayer for your sister? How did that work out? <laughs> he made a note to himself. Then he went another 30 or 40 pages. He said, I never got feedback on this prayer request. Wow. And, brother, he had a book that was three-quarters full of my prayer requests. Oh, wow. And he was checking them and writing down answers on how they had been answered. And I'm looking at this man. You know, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, he's a, he's a great guy, man. He, he's, uh, you know, he, he runs a little ministry there in the church. He's not a pastor. He's a retired Army guy, works a job. And, uh, boy, he had, brother, I, I was moved. There were 20 books anyway with people's names on them. Wow. I mean, he was, yeah, he was going up to the throne of grace with people's prayer requests, brother. He was storming it, too. He was, I mean, there were prayer requests. There were different highlights, different check marks, dates, times, uh, answers. And I was thinking to myself, as you made that comment, I, I think it was illuminated to us out of God's inspired word here. He, God constantly illuminates his word, doesn't he? Mm. And then through that illumination, we can bring up these things. And, and I love this Spurgeon that obviously is in no way inspired or anything. But what a great comment. Wear the praise. You know, be telling people, hey, God answered these prayers. And you know, it helps us individually. 
It helps us when we see what God is answering in our lives. Yeah. It helps us all the time we find that help. So the greatest prayer warrior you knew, you don't have to give us a name or anything, but what, what separated the greatest prayer warrior you knew, Pastor Miller, from now? What, what would be that separation that would make somebody a great prayer warrior? I, I think of a place where I did a ministry out west of a family conference and this is in a very difficult area in the West where false religion predominates mm. and worldliness is also in this strange mixture of this town in Nevada. Yeah. And the situation is that uh, you go to this church and it's the largest church of its kind, number-wise. But I, I, I wonder what's going on and the pastor would probably point to one man who's a policeman. Mm. Who in, but this man prays. And when he told me how many people he prayed for every morning, I thought, this guy is so committed to prayer. He sets aside large chunks of time. Wow. I mean, this guy is praying for hours. And out of that town, it's no surprise that many of those people that have worked under him as a policeman are in that church now saved. Wow. The fruit. Yeah, and he's not just praying, though, for people that he works with that are and they're coming to Christ. It's all over the world he's praying. Wow. And he's and I, as a preacher of the gospel, look at that, and I think, what a weak prayer warrior I am. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I get challenged by laymen like that. Yeah. So you don't have to have a position, some high position in a no. church to be used of God in a mighty right. way. And we all know the story of Sheffy if we yeah. are in Bible preaching circles. If you've never watched that movie, I would recommend it. Me too. Sheffy. Me too. I own it. It's a good movie. Yeah. yeah. If you get that, it's one of the top sellers yeah. of movies. Yeah, great uh, Christian movie. CBDC uh, says it's one of two top movies yeah. in their selling list. And it takes you back. I like uh, horses, and I like the old Western kind circuit of... Circuit riding. Yeah, and he's a circuit riding preacher. But the thing about Sheffy was a prayer, and the answers to prayer. And, you know, in light of where we're at today, I think as I've gotten older, I've come to realize it more depends upon prayer than my preaching. Yeah, that's true. And I heard this Afghanistan thing. I, I, I spoke to a man that has a business, and he was in Vietnam, and he's a handicapped because of that. And I asked him how to do it. He said, oh, it's terrible, I, this Afghanistan. I saw what we ha happened to the women and children in a Vietnam when America left. Yeah. I saw it firsthand. And what's going to happen to those women and children in Afghanistan? And he said, I haven't been able to sleep. I'm all torn up. Mm. And he's going through stress, post-traumatic stress, overseeing once again what's happening. Boy, my heart was burdened. I went and I prayed. I prayed against Satan that's behind all of this to Taliban. And, and I said, God, you protect your people. Mm. And I stopped, started getting forceful. I'm not saying unreverent, but forceful. God, you got to do something about this you got to stop Satan's hand that wants to destroy those yeah. people and those women. And, you know, all of a sudden, 
our government starts saying, we got to get in and rescue some of these people. It Amen. looked like they were just going to leave them. But I think God's answering prayer even on that. And I think in things like this that are not just individual family, but throughout the world, yeah, we ought to... We ought to come to the throne of grace, having therefore, brethren, boldness yes. to enter into the holy presence of God by the blood, not by our own righteousness, but by the blood. And if we can't be bold as Christians, who can be? If we can't boldly go to the throne of grace. Right. Reverently, uh, but boldly. That's right. Yeah. And reverently is a big blood. word there. We don't mean going in there flippantly or arrogant with expectations. Yeah. Going in there, uh, just knowing that God is hearing what you have to say to him. Yeah. I tell everybody, you know, when you read the word of God, you're hearing from God. When you pray to God, he's hearing from you. Yeah. And, uh, and folks, prayer is one of those eternal things that Pastor had mentioned earlier. It's one of those things that has an eternal side to it. You know, when your prayers go up, I mean, people get saved. People get saved physically. People get lives. I mean, things change. Yeah. And uh, Prayer it, changes things. It does. And, you know, prayer goes out into the world and good works. Not only do we see people, you know, we're praying. Our, our focus is on God, but God takes that prayer and sends it out into the world, you know. So when our relationship, when our conversation is going with God, uh, he's doing things out here Amen. in the world all around Somebody us. put it this way. Prayer moves the hand that moves the world. <laughs> That's prayer, folks. Yeah. That's, that's where it's at with prayer. So now what would you say to somebody, brother? And uh, what would you say? Somebody, would, somebody, for instance, someone said to me, he said, how long should I pray? So he said it to an, another brother and I. And we were preaching at the church. I was getting ready to preach the second message. There was an earlier message. You know, it was one of those things where they had two preachers, and they stop in the middle, and they have, you know, the great church things, the fellowships, things like that for pastors and local people. And so in between, there's this half an hour thing, and this one brother ran up to this preacher who had just got done preaching on prayer, and he looked at this preacher and I, and he said, what would you say the time that I should pray a day is? And the other guy, I sat there, and I thought about it for a minute, and the other guy immediately said, however long you need to. But I wanted to ask you that question. That didn't feel quite right to me. Okay. Well, first of all, I want to say that Prayer is not a work that merits favor with God. There we go. X number of minutes. Needs to be said. Yeah. That's right. If we are calculating, well, I prayed five hours today. Yeah. That doesn't merit a thing, you know, because remember the guy, the publicans and the sinner? Yeah. Yes. And the Pharisee and the Pharisee. I fast twice a week. I get tithes of all that I possess, you know, and I thank you that I'm not as other men are. And he had this elaborate recommendation to God of how great he was. And he didn't go down to his house righteous. He went home yeah. a sinner, unjust. But the other guy just cried out, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. Amen. And in that prayer, more got accomplished by that sinner crying out to God as a sinner than the self-righteous, self-commending individual. I say prayer is 24-7. When a yeah. need comes up, Pray spontaneously. Nehemiah is the one that I take people to in his first chapter and second chapter. Nehemiah prayed for a season of prayer, fasting and prayer, for the need of Jerusalem to have a wall. And that went on for months, okay? Fasting and praying. But then he would pray spontaneously. Lord, help. Deliver us right now, Lord of the enemy. And so there was seasons of prayer. There was spontaneous prayers. And then there are specific times set aside. 
And I don't think it's a, those have to be one against the other. Mix them. Yeah. Okay, so maybe in the morning I can have 30 minutes with God. But throughout the day, am I going to pray spontaneously? As a na- Hey, we were, we were going home last night, my wife and I, from watching a ball game of our grandson. And uh, this thing came up about a question about one of our loved ones. And I said, honey, let's pray right now. Yeah. I'm driving, and I start praying. I didn't close my eyes. <laughs> I have before. That's not a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I tried that one time, and then I came aware of what I was doing. <laughs> yeah, me too. Okay, but so there it is. You know, so, so spontaneous, specified times, but also seasons. Maybe for off and on for months. That's what this man Nehemiah did about Jerusalem needing a protective wall. Yeah, and, and, and I think there's a lot in here to bite on, and I know we're coming to the end of this podcast, but, you know, the Bible does say uh, pray without ceasing, and obviously we don't take 24 hours 7, but it's having that prayerful spirit. It's always going to the Lord in prayer. It's putting prayer right up there at the top of the list of things that need to be done, putting that side, that time together in the morning that Pastor was talking about, that time I have praying to God and going to him. It's, you know, not just eating, it's pulling off the road, it's praying for a family situation, it's prayer. And uh, you get to talk to God, and I think that's the most important thing we understand about prayer. It's not a job. It's not works that's going to give us a, right. a better entrance to heaven. You're, you're not going to get a Mercedes in heaven because you're praying, but what you are going to do is, you know, someone once said, I think it was uh, Spurgeon said, it, it takes a few minutes for a person to get saved. Reality is, if you can share the gospel with somebody and God's in their heart, you know, what are we talking, maybe 10 minutes, maybe an hour, but just minutes, mere minutes, somebody can get saved. But then he said, it takes a lifetime uh, to bring heaven to you. And, uh, and and folks that, and, and, and that's just part of the work. Prayer is part of that work. We love you folks. Listen, Hey, listen to everything Eric's got to say, pay attention to this. We want to see that for sure that you guys get saved. We want to see you make a difference. We want God to use you. And we hope you have a great day. Look for us and helpful wounded spirits. We'll get right back to you as soon as we can. Remember the camp. There's a PTSD camp, wounded spirits camp, camp joy, Wisconsin, September 13th through 17th. Give us a shout, find us in helpful wounded spirits. Let us talk to you about it. It's also on the Camp Joy website and on the Wounded Spirits website. Thank you, folks. May God bless you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you.
Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.